Hi everyone, welcome to my first ever podcast of A Pocket Full of Podcasts. I am your host Lucy and I just want to welcome you all. I'm so excited to be a part of this new exciting journey in the world of podcasts. So as you may or may not have known, as I've been posting on my Instagram page, that I will be talking about mental health today. So I was on a Zoom call last week with Dr. Alex, which you may know from Love Island. He's also a mental health advocate and representative for the UK, and he is also an A&E doctor. So shout out to Alex if you're listening. Of course you are. You are a star. I'll also be talking about the importance of mental health and how to take care of yourself along with my own personal experience and the tips that I have obtained throughout my own mental health journey. So before I begin, I do just want to do a PSA. I am not a mental health specialist. Everything I talk about on this podcast today all comes from either research, what Dr. Alex has said, and my own experience. So what I'll start with is Dr. Alex. So he talks about going back to the basics and he really stresses this. And what he means by going back to the basics is sleep, food and exercise. He stresses the importance of going outside, going for your daily walks, even if it's just for 10 minutes, just to get outside and experience that sunlight get that vitamin D in your life. It's really good to just get out, clear your head, whether you're listening to music, whether you just want to embrace the natural sounds, or listen to a podcast, for example, especially mine. I think that'll be really helpful. But once Alex was saying that the importance of sunlight and it's actually beneficial because it triggers a part of you which then will trigger your sleep pattern. i done some research into this and we all have something called a circadian rhythm. So a circadian rhythm actually controls your sleep pattern and wakefulness. So this will keep us active throughout the day and keep us alert. It coordinates your mental and physical systems. So for example, your digestive system produces proteins to match the typical timing of meals. So when you wake up in the morning, you get ready for work or whatever you're doing today, you will then start to feel hungry. And this is because your circadian rhythm has triggered these proteins to make you feel hungry because you tend to eat at that time in the morning. So when your circadian rhythm is shifted and irregular, it will then impact your typical timings of your meals, your body will feel off, and it's just not ideal, is it? So from there, I then obviously took into account what Dr. Alex said about the sunlight triggering a part of you that will then help you sleep. So I looked further into this and daylight triggers your circadian rhythm, which helps with the alertness and the wakefulness. And then when the night falls, the production of a hormone called melatonin is produced to help you sleep. And then this hormone will actually keep you asleep throughout the night. So without this daylight, this will affect the production of that hormone melatonin, which will then affect your sleep. So in regards to sleep, Dr. Alex talks about blue light. 
and blue light comes from your devices such as your phone, your laptop, your iPad, your Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, Wii Fit, you name it. And this will actually suppress the hormone melatonin and especially at night, studies suggest that blue light is more damaging at night so you should really avoid using your devices before bed because this will interrupt your sleep and you'll have an irregular sleep pattern. So I then found a study from Harvard University and they put 10 participants on a schedule and then they gradually shifted their circadian rhythm so it kind of interrupted their normal routines and at the end of it they found that the participants were more likely to have a higher blood sugar level, which then put them into a pre-diabetic state. So what Harvard University found is that those who have an irregular sleep pattern, their circadian rhythm is impacted, that they were more likely to develop diabetes and also be obese. So the research continues to uncover details about circadian rhythms, but evidence has connected them to metabolism and weight through the regulation of blood sugar and cholesterol. So circadian rhythms actually then influence mental health as well, with the risk of having a psychiatric illness such as depression and bipolar, and for the potential to then later develop dementia. So having a regulated sleep pattern, a circadian rhythm that is scheduled is so vital, not only for your physical, but for your mental health. So I'm not sure if you know who Jordan Peterson is, but he is a clinical psychologist. He is also a professor at a university. Um, I'm not sure if he still works there actually. Anyway, he um, is also an author and has wrote quite a few books on how to kind of live your life and uses psychology and his expertise for that. So he has a book called The 12 Rules for Life. Um, I haven't actually read this book yet, but my partner is currently reading it, so I definitely will be reading that after. But he sent me a couple of pages of this book um, a couple of weeks ago, and it just made sense. And it ties in with everything that I'm speaking of right now and he asks his clinical clients what time do you wake up every day is it the same time every day and the majority of his clients said no and the first thing John Peterson suggests is you need to change that you need to get a regulated sleep pattern you need to have that scheduled sleep pattern in order to normalize the complexity of life. So each morning you wake up at the same time every day, regardless if you go to bed at 10 o'clock or four in the morning, you should always wake up at the same time and get up every day. This will normalize that and will make it so much easier for you. So I actually started to try this. I um, get up at the same time every day. It was really hard to begin with because I do love a little laying in the morning, but after a while you get so used to just naturally waking up at the same time every day. And Jordan Peterson says that the clients who actually changed their sleep schedule and woke up at the same time every day felt less anxious. So it definitely does work and it 
you just feel more beneficial when you've not wasted the day away you've got up nice and early you've been proactive and productive it's just a great feeling to have and I think that ties in really well with everything and one thing that Dr Alex did say which I thought was eye-opening for me is that it's not just one in four people that suffer with mental health it's four out of four people everyone in their lifetime will experience some form of mental health issues whether that be anxiety some form of depression SAD sad um, everyone at some point in their life will so it's so important to educate I know that Dr Alex is working with the government about trying to implement the education of mental health within schools which I think is so important as at school you're not talk talking about mental health and you don't know what mental health is you don't know why you're feeling anxious or depressed you don't really know the terms for it so during my own experience I was diagnosed at 15 with insomnia anxiety and depression and when the doctor told me that I really didn't understand these were just words to me I didn't know the meaning of the words I didn't understand why I had it or how I had it like do you catch it like what's going on so I think the implementation of educating children about mental health and how to deal with it is so important and throughout my own personal experience um, I do just want to give everyone a warning that what I say may trigger you um, in some way so please be careful when listening and um, if you do need anything from myself or you need to talk to someone just let me know please my DMs are always open. Um, so as I mentioned I was diagnosed when I was about 15, 16 I was put on sleeping medication which would make me pass out about six seven o'clock at night and would I would stay asleep like there was no going back and I felt drowsy throughout the day and I just felt worse so I stopped taking the medication and from there I kind of just thought well that didn't work that's it like I'm just gonna have to be low sad and just kind of get on with it and um, not a good idea I do not recommend that I would definitely advice to seek professional help especially if you stop taking medication you should always speak with your GP about that or a mental health specialist so from there I didn't really speak to anyone about my mental health um, my dad and I had a bit of a rocky relationship where he told me that he had a chemical imbalance and I had no idea what that meant so we didn't really have much contact um, and I didn't really understand why but once I educated myself and understood that actually I've got something very similar thanks dad <laughs> shout out to my dads um that I understood and I completely understand where my dad was coming from speaking of my dad we went to Lanzarote last year and I would 100% recommend going to this island so it's in the Canary Islands and it's basically just one massive volcanic island and it's just so what is the word just incredible that 
energy that this island brings is addictive. You just feel so relaxed and obviously this is definitely because it's it's sunny like majority of the year and you always feel so much better when you're in the sun but the minerals that the volcano provide on that island is just incredible and um so 100% going back as soon as I can with my dad and go on that retreat and just relax I was laying in the sun listening to guided meditation reading all of my Margaret Atwood books um I think she's fantastic if you haven't read any of her books I 100% recommend that she is amazing and she also has a poetry book as well so if you like poetry her poetry book dearly is amazing but if you believe in the feelings of positive energies negative energies I definitely do um, I can feel positive negative energies and it does impact me so if I'm around a lot of negative people I will then start to feel very negative in myself so being on this island was just so refreshing having all these minerals in the air the sun it was just peace and I found my inner peace there and that's when I kind of started to look after myself spiritually, mentally and physically from there. So um, when I got to university I think that is kind of when I started to go downhill. So obviously when you go to uni you're away from your family for the first time, you have to be completely independent and make new friends you're a complete stranger to everyone I had a real struggle with my self-confidence I self-doubted myself um, and I just felt like I wasn't good enough I studied law with criminology at university and it's like learning a new language so the first three months of studying law is really hard but if anyone here is going to study law just push through the first year because it will get easier it is literally learning a new language and it's worth it in the long run but I used to instead of talk about my feelings and get help I drank a lot I used to go out all the time I used to smoke weed every day and I relied on on these as my coping mechanisms to repress my feelings and my emotions no one wants to hear me talk about my life and why I'm feeling low and that was the mindset I was in and I relapsed whilst at uni so I um, went back to self-harming because I thought that was the only way I could kind of deal with this anger this pain is through the form of self-harm and after that I met my my current partner and it wasn't until then that I stopped self-harming and I decided to get help, get professional help and he was so great with helping me with that and supporting me and, and I went back to the GP and I was put back on antidepressants so I'm currently on sertraline which works really well for me I know it's not great for some people but I'm not a doctor so I can't really talk about the pill itself but um, once I started to 
go on this medication I then started to feel a little bit better but the medication wasn't going to solve all my issues I then started to take up yoga at uni I used to go to yoga every Tuesday um, with my netball girls I used to play netball a lot so I was feeling physically better and also exercise really does help your mental health I know this seems just so simple and it's like a broken record but exercise sleep and eating healthy really do have an impact on your mental and physical well-being so doing things like that was just amazing for myself and I felt so much better and when I graduated obviously it's such a, an amazing feeling I started to work for a year just to kind of figure out what I wanted to do and well <laughs> during my year off as such my gap year I wasn't treated the best in my workplace um, they didn't really understand mental health and I had a couple of managers say that they didn't believe that I had mental health conditions and I took a few mental health days off work because I was really struggling and I was penalised for it and I just want to mention this because you are allowed to take these times off um, if you're on medication to help you, so um, for example, I've been on Sertrin for a few years now, so I technically um, class as having a disability under the Disability Act and the Equality Act. So legally, employers have to give you reasonable adjustments and my employer wasn't doing that. So I was part of a union, I got the union involved, they are really helpful and really important if you are working for a big corporate company but I finally obviously got the reasonable adjustments in the end and I had allocated mental health days which really alleviated that stress where if I was having a bad day I'm not scared to call in sick because I have these days to help me so I really would push that if you're struggling with your work at the moment is speak to your manager and say how you're feeling especially during the pandemic a lot of people are suffering with their mental health a lot more is be honest and ask them if they can have any reasonable adjustments like if I can have additional breaks just to kind of help alleviate your mental health issues and make it easier for you at work they have that legal obligation to do so but in regards to that that all got better and I'm in a brand new job I feel so much better in myself and I've been getting up at the same time every day I've been working out I've been eating healthy you never regret a workout and as much as it's a pain to motivate yourself to do it as soon as you start it's just almost and upwards from there if you live with people, motivate them to do it with you. So I've been working out with my flatmates, which has been really great. Blood, sweat and tears, maybe a cry every now and then, but we're in it together and we all feel so much better after. So what I'm going to end this first ever podcast with is some top tips that I have got from Dr. Alex and from my own personal experience. So Dr. Alex is a massive advocate for having a bath and he's actually released a bath bomb line as well which I'm really intrigued about I've only ever had bath bombs from Lush so I might have to get one myself I think there's one called Blue Monday so I might have to order that one um, 
by the way, Dr. Alex, if people start buying your bath bombs because of my podcast, I really hope I get some money. I'm just kidding. I know it's for a good cause, so I'm happy for it all to go to charity. Um, yeah, so taking your bath, having that time for yourself, and when you live with people as well, what I find is you're constantly surrounded by people during the day because where can you go? It's really important to have some me time. As cliche as it is, it's so important to have some time for yourself to do things you want to do. So having that bath, lighting some candles, reading your book, listening to some Lana Del Rey, because that's my go-to girl at the moment, and relax. Just let your mind fall. I really benefit from guided meditation so when people think of meditation they think of people sitting there cross legs with your hands on your knees and um, really not like that um if you go on spotify there's a playlist called guided meditation they're about 10 minutes long per meditation maybe a bit more but it really helps you get into a positive mindset and relax I don't know how they do it but I lay on the floor and close my eyes and I feel like I'm sinking into the floor and I'm not thinking of anything and it's so refreshing replenishes your mind I 100% would recommend it if you really struggle with shutting your mind off that's 100% something I would definitely recommend it's life-changing and Dr. Alex mentions about going for the walks, like I've said throughout this podcast, how important it is to get that natural daylight to trigger your circadian rhythm. It's so, so important. And once I read about it, it just made sense. And you're adding, you know, the scientific reasoning to you, how you behave. It just kind of clicks and you have that light bulb moment. Like, of course, that's that's how it should be. Um. So when you go for your walks, you can listen to music, listen to a podcast, specifically a pocket full of podcasts, if you didn't know. Um, they just have this magical sense where you feel like you're not alone. I know that sounds really, you know, silly, but you've got someone talking to you and you're also learning as well, depending. There's so many podcasts out there where they talk about gossipy things, girly things, or your favourite TV show. Or, like, I used to listen to quite a lot of um, psychological podcasts, crime thrillers, all that jazz. So you can really kind of cater to what you want to listen to. Or even just be at one with nature and listen to the birds chirping or the cars zooming past. Um, That's really good for you. I tend to do a lot of cooking now, seeing as we're not going anywhere, can't go out for dinner. I started to cook from scratch and do a lot of home cooking which I am really enjoying at the moment and I would definitely recommend it because you know what you're putting in your food and when you get the seasoning right you just feel like Gordon Ramsay and you're not an idiot sandwich. It's really good and when I see the faces of my flatmates trying the food I'm like the mum with the mug on Christmas day like mmm. It's a really great feeling and it's healthy, you know what you're putting into your body and it's just great. And if you have animals, 
I think having pets are so, so important to your life. They just are balls of serotonin. They just make you feel peaceful. They love you. I actually adopted a little Robofsky hamster last year. He's called Little Len. Um, Robofsky hamsters aren't cuddly, but I actually have to look after him. He's my responsibility and that motivated me last year to get up every day because I had to check on my little Len. I had to get him out on his balls so he can have daily exercise just like his mum and make sure he's eating well, drinking. It's just, it adds more responsibility and it gives you a purpose. Um, so I definitely would recommend adopting a pet, 100%. If I could, I would have a field farm of every animal possible. I really want a cow just to cuddle. Um, it will happen. So the last thing I kind of wanted to talk about is my last tip and that is writing. When I'm feeling low, I tend to write poetry. I do have a secret poetry account which I'm not going to release as of yet because I'm still working on a lot of poems but I feel like being able to be artistic and creative with how I'm feeling will help me explain why I'm feeling like that and I feel like a burden has left me when I finish a poem and I can just put it away, I can publish it and then that's me dealing with that issue. Other people like to paint or just scribble things down, scrunch it up, burn it. It's getting your feelings out of you instead of bottling it up. And I do just want to leave this podcast on one vital, vital thing is talk about your mental health. Don't be afraid. Some people don't understand mental health. Educate them. Let them know. If they care about you, they will listen. And if they don't, screw them. They don't deserve you. So talk to your friends, talk to your family, talk to anyone. If you don't want to talk to anyone you know, the Samaritans line is always available 24-7. If you don't even want to talk, you can text SHOUT to 85258. It's a free texting service and it will be really beneficial for you. You can also look at some blogs. So Feelmo is a app that helps you identify, understand and manage your mental health. And my friend actually writes the blogs for this app. So it's definitely worth a read. She talks about how to deal with your mental health throughout the pandemic, how to engage with your friends and also exercise and motivate yourself to exercise. So it's definitely um, an app you should download like I said putting your thoughts to paper this app is made for that and it's also made by therapists so (laughs) they've definitely got something right there and they know what they're talking about but yeah I just want to say it will get better be proud of what you have achieved today even if you only got out of bed today and that's all you've done you've gotten out of bed you've done something be proud of that the day before you probably didn't get out of bed and today you've done that so don't be so hard on yourself it will get easier every day is a new day and set yourself little achievable goals and once you achieve them and you can take them off your to-do list it's a fabulous feeling but thank you so much everyone for listening to my first ever podcast for a pocket full of podcasts i'm a singer by the way um 
but yeah thank you so much for your support and if you want to put some input of what you want from my channel let me know i'm happy to discuss absolutely anything and everything i will also have some guests at some point when i can finally be reunited with some people so stay tuned very exciting things to come take care everyone stay safe